Listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. He's Sam Hauser. I'm Joe O'Neill. Thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to tonight's 8 o'clock tip off Lobos at San Diego State. Joining us now is Ben Fletcher. He's a morning show host on San Diego Sports 760. Ben, thanks so much for your time. So I'm going to ask you a couple of different questions. First of all, uh, I want to know what kind of a bump this men's basketball program at San Diego State has gotten based on the euphoria in last year's Final Four NCAA championship uh, game. We saw a lot of sports bars and bars down at the beaches full of fans that had really embraced this Aztec team. Has it carried over, Ben? Yeah, I feel like it has. There hasn't been a day that Viejas Arena hasn't been completely full of crazy Aztec fans. And in the past, that's always been true because of the student section. This year, it feels a little different. Uh, The student section is still there and packed, but there's not as much spillover, if that makes sense. A lot of community members really coming out to support the Aztecs this season. It's been a ton of fun, honestly. And they haven't lost at home yet. So, I mean, knock on wood, that thing keeps going, but... They hadn't lost at Viejas Arena, or they hadn't had a full season without a loss at Viejas Arena until last year, and there was only one team to do it. That was the New Mexico Lobos. So that builds up for a hell of a matchup tonight. Sure does, and we'll get to you know your thoughts on the Lobos, Ben. But uh, what uh, you know, you, you we already know there'll be fourteen thousand and fourteen, I guess, or twelve thousand four hundred and fourteen. That's the capacity of Viejas. We know they'll be in there tonight. Uh, the fact that it's on a Friday night uh, rather than uh, a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night or a weeknight. Uh, I mean, it proved to be a positive last week. Uh, for Nevada in Reno, a sellout crowd against the Aztecs up there. So uh, the difference, uh, in your opinion, of just playing a Friday night game as opposed to uh, a game sometime during, uh, you know, on a Saturday, Ben? You know, it feels like the Aztecs have been uh, littered with Friday games and uh, Wednesday and two, like on their schedule this year. It just feels different than the Mountain West of the past. And the Friday night games, I'm here for it. It's so much fun, man. And the city of San Diego... They show up, and I don't really know what everyone does here for work. But last Friday morning, for example, the, the couple days before the big game, the Super Bowl, uh, we threw a party at 7 a.m., and we had a line out the door at the bar we were at. So San Diego just knows how to show up for things, and I don't know that anyone actually works here or if they just go to the <laughs> beach all day or and if they just end up going to games. But it makes for a pretty awesome place. And like you saw with Padres games this past season, where Petco Park was more full, more full than it had ever been since I've been in San Diego. And then you're seeing it with Aztecs uh, football and basketball here as well. All right, well, the Aztecs didn't show up themselves much in the first half in their last game against Colorado State. Uh, well aware of the fact that they were down 14 at the half. Did, did Coach Dutcher uh, address what he thought 
might have been the issue there in the first half, or is that one you can lump in uh, the category of maybe the team came out a little bit flat, Ben? Because it was it, it kind of was dangerous there down 14. I think they were even down 16 at one point in the second half. Of course, they held Colorado State to, to almost no points in the second half to end up winning, but did he did he ever like address uh, their uh, how lethargic maybe they were in the first half? You know, Dutch is uh, one of those coaches where he, he has everything he's going to tell you, and he's told it to you before, but he's going to switch it up a little bit every time. So I think he kind of said what he always does, where basketball is a game of runs. Colorado State had their run early. Now, if you look at the two games that San Diego State has played against Colorado State this season so far, they both started the exact same way. The one at Moby Arena, I think, uh, was almost as bad as this one here at San Diego State, where they got out to a 17-4 lead, I want to say, maybe 17-6. And then the difference was when the Aztecs mounted their second-half comeback at Moby, it really seemed like they just kind of ran out of gas. And Lamont Butler banged up his ankle and was on the bench for a little bit. and He was the one who was kind of leading the charge. Whereas this game against Colorado State that was at San Diego State earlier this week, I'm telling you guys, it was the worst half I'd seen them play all year in the first half, followed by the best half I've seen them play all year. And it's not even close, by the way. I think the score in the second half was 44-11 to Aztecs. Like, that is some serious domination that you don't really see in college basketball that much, especially when you witness the first half that happened. So Dutch is one of the most calm, cool, collected people I've ever been around. He's never going to make a big deal out of something like that. But for the fans and for us in the media, it was kind of eyebrow-raising how badly they played to start the game and how incredibly they played as soon as the second-half buzzer sounded. So, uh, speaking of Dutch, the first go-around, you don't see San Diego State lose by 18 very often, period. That was the case uh, in the first matchup between these two teams. Uh, And, you know, Coach Dutcher, after the game, was asked about, you know, everything from officiating to maybe the Lobos running up the score. Uh, In both cases, you know, he, he... he just he he said he had no problem with either one, but do you think those are those are things that maybe will be on the minds of the Aztecs uh, here tonight, Ben? And there's no sugarcoating how much this game means tonight. I think probably for both teams. I don't know the New Mexico side as much, but for San Diego State, and I'll talk specifically about their fans first of all. I think that they remember what happened last year at Viejas Arena ever so vividly. And I think Jalen House is a hell of a player. I love watching him play and the way he feeds off of crowds' energies, whether it's at home or on the road. But we, but Aztec fans are not going to forget him kind of high-stepping it down the court, uh, doing whatever gestures he was doing to the crowd, as well as getting into Micah Parrish's face. And I think that you're going to get an even more riled-up fan base at Viejas Arena. And I think in turn, you're probably going to get some more riled-up Aztec players to that at Viejas Arena. And I don't even know exactly what it's going to look like, but I think it's going to be ridiculously high energy on both sides. And the importance of this game, when you look at the metrics, it's one of those things where you got to tell the Aztecs players beforehand, you can't get over your skis emotional, because I think that's exactly what happened at the pit earlier this year, where we saw guys kind of coming out of their general basketball zone and going a little more emotional-driven. And I just don't think that's where the Aztecs are at their best. But Jalen House is so good at getting that out of you I'm telling you, it's just going to be awesome. I don't even know what's going to happen tonight. 
He's Ben Fletcher from uh, San Diego Sports 760 joining us here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. But Ben, one thing's for sure, he's good for both of our businesses, right? Us talking about the Lobos here, you guys talking about what's becoming this budding rivalry on the other side. I mean, what? however you cut it, like him, hate him, whatever it is, he makes for great conversation, I, I would imagine, even for you guys, right? Oh, you're talking about Jalen House? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. I First of all, he's maybe the most talented player in the Mountain West. We can just kind of say that as a blanket statement. There's a lot of incredible players like Isaiah Stevens, Jaden Ledee, but I would say from a pure talent perspective and the way he's able to take over a game, he might be the most talented player in the Mountain West. And the way that he can really tick off other teams is something you don't see very often in college basketball. It's almost like a Grayson Allen effect, but he doesn't play that dirty. It's just the way he's able to egg on crowds. I, I've always been really impressed with Jalen House. Uh, it's impossible not to I maybe get upset about some of his antics if you're watching the game from an Aztec fan perspective, but as, as an analyst and as a, a radio host, just what he's able to take over games. I think he had an 11-0 run by himself at the game at the pit. That really stopped any sort of Aztecs comeback that was brewing. I, he's just an impressive player, man. Are the Lobos becoming the team, and, and if there's another one, I'm, I'm curious who it is, but are the Lobos becoming the chief rival for San Diego State in the Mountain West, or is there another team that you guys still, would still put above the Lobos? You know, I think the way the conference is playing this year, it, it's sort of a rivalry game every night, isn't it? Fair. <laughs> and I, I feel like that feels the same for New Mexico as it does for Colorado State, as it does for Utah State, and especially within the Mountain West, how there's these uh, long-standing singular player who just stays in the program forever. I, I look at Isaiah Stevens, and I feel like I've been covering him for five straight years. I look at Jalen House, and it feels like a long time, too. Uh, and but Back in the day with the Matt Mitchell and Jordan Shackles at San Diego State, I'm sure it must have felt to you guys like, oh, we've been covering these guys forever. How are they still here? So I think that all of the different programs right now, especially with everyone being so good, four definitely, maybe five, six programs into the NCAA tournament this season, I think every night feels like a rivalry to me does san diego state feel comfortable do you think with the way that the offense has been playing out uh, much to my surprise honestly i wouldn't have guessed that they were scoring more than they are last year i mean it's not by much i think maybe four or five more points a game but they are scoring more last year it's just a lot more concentrated and we know how much of it goes through Jaden ladee like if if i was to ask you right now like, what what is the identity this year of this san diego state men's basketball team Ben, what would you say is the identity of the team this year? Uh, same as it usually is, really. A tough, tough defense. Figure out who's scoring the ball. Figure out how the game is being called and go out and figure out how to put up enough points to win. I'll say in the non-conference schedule, that wasn't it at all. In the non-conference schedule, it was all about figuring out how to get Jade in the ball so he can go out there and dominate. Now, once we've gotten into Mountain West play, I think uh, New Mexico is actually the first team to really figure it out. But if you play really physical, tough defense on Jaden Ledee, and the refs aren't calling a super close game, that is how you beat San Diego State. If he's not getting to the line 12, 13 times in a game, and no one else is scoring around him, and you're able to limit his production via off-the-ball pressure, off-the-ball contact, I think that San Diego State becomes very beatable. Now what we've seen recently, which is something that would really excite the Aztec fans here, is that the bench is starting to really come alive. And that started with conference play. Uh, between Miles Bird, who's a sophomore who has just ridiculous potential at kind of a point guard, shooting guard position, and uh, Darion Trammell, who's now cracked the starting lineup. He was on the, on the bench. 
Jay Powell has been incredible coming off the bench. Like you're starting to see the second unit come in and actually score at a better, if not the same clip as the first unit, which wasn't the case for the beginning of the season at all. So Dutcher's teams generally get a lot better as we get into this time of year, and I think we're starting to see that, especially in that second half against Colorado State. I'm curious to see what their identity looks like in a couple weeks, but right now it is still absolutely option A, get the ball to Jaden Ladee, see if he can get to the line, see if he can take over a game, because if you don't foul him, he's just going to score all over you. It's a moot point tonight, certainly because the game's at Viejas, but just big picture this season, the home road splits, is that is that the biggest thing that you would point to, is just whether or not they're getting to the line and why this has looked like a different team at, at times on the road? Yeah, you know, we've talked about it with Dutch before, and he said it, so I don't really feel bad repeating it, but he talks about the psychology of being a ref and how hard of a job it is because it's almost impossible not to give the edge to some of the home crowds here in the Mountain West because of how good they are. At the pit, at Moby Arena, you look at the different numbers of Jaden Ledee getting to the free throw line, and it is actually shocking, home versus road, how much more often he is getting the whistle. Because there's been games this year, or this is not an exaggeration, he's shot over 20 free throws in a game. And then there's also been games like the one at the pit where he's in the low single digits shooting free throws. And when so much of your offense is predicated around getting him the ball and seeing what he could do fighting his way through contact, it really messes with the game plan when he's not actually getting to the line. And it's not like he's a less strong person when he's on the road versus his home. He's still getting hit. He just isn't getting calls. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten to the line 99 times in conference play, uh, but only three times, as you mentioned, Ben, in that game in the pit. All right, well, those refs are going to have to deal with 12,414 fans tonight at Viejas, many of which are going to be directing their attention to Lobo guard Jalen House. Thank you so much for uh, putting... Yeah, can I ask you... Yeah, Question go real ahead. Quick. Yeah, uh, just for my pregame show, is Donovan Dent playing? You know, uh, we nothing official, but Arlene is that he is going to play. All right, Arlene I, is that he is going to play, uh, but zero uh, official. But Arlene is that we think he's going to play, Ben. All right. All right, boys. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Ben. All right, that is Ben Fletcher joining us here live from San Diego as we get ready for tonight's. Lobo San Diego State game. Uh, a reminder, this is the weekend to get out there to that President's Day sale they're having at Blaze King, Cal Spas, and Jacuzzi. It's all in that parking lot right there at 1460 Renaissance across from Sam's Club. All you got to do is look for the tents. Uh, they'll have hot dogs. They'll have soft drinks. Uh, plus, you can get year-end closeouts on gas, wooden pellet stoves, plus huge overstock savings on cow spas and jacuzzis, including swim spas. Free statewide delivery, easy financing. All right, see you out there at the President's Day sale there at Cal Spas, or excuse me, Blaze King, Cal Spas, and Jacuzzi right there at 1460 Renaissance across from Sam's Club. Just look for those tents. All right, we're going to look for Rafael Esparza when we come back. We're going to go to Vegas next and see how he... Uh, and his folks were able to sustain all the prop bets and the game itself. We'll talk to Rafael Esparza when we come back. He's Sam Hauser, Joe O'Neill, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.